Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. I sense the power of heaven as I speak to you today. I believe that as times grow difficult, God begins to open the windows of heaven. I declare by faith that we're in the midst of a season of God's plenty. Beyond the flimsy disguise of doubt, just past the tissue-thin facade of momentary pain, there is a season, an interval of God's blessing. That's when God's mighty presence troubles the waters of the healing place. And in the midst of the rolling, roiling waters, there are miracles to be had. We need to be brave and to step into his abundance, to step into that bountiful supply. Today, we move into a realm where the blessings of God overflow his table. And I want to dine at the master's table to know that his resources are never depleted. His markets are always trafficking in mercy and grace. His river continues to run deeper and wider than ever before, and that healing waters flow right now in this midst. Today, you can be healed. Today, you can be blessed. People are seeing their prayers answered. There's room for your prayer request. I believe that angels are ascending and descending on the golden ladder. And of course, we ask how, how, how do we see this happen? How do we do this? How can good things happen in my life? How can the lead of my troubles be transformed into the gold of triumph? How? I believe the right answer depends on the right question. And how is not really the right question. We are slightly amiss in the arrangement of those letters. It's not H-O-W, how. It's W-H-O. Who, who will see us through? Who will open up the windows? Who is the way, the truth, and the life? We are not Muslim. We're not saved by obedience to certain mandated practices. We're not Hindu. We're not saved through repetitious recycling of life. We're not Buddhists. We're not saved through some enlightenment. We're not Scientologists. We're not saved through the power of defining reality in the mind. We are Christites. We are Christians. Our answer is not a how. It's a who. It's in Jesus. Jesus is still the answer for the world today. And he's the answer for every child of God and every believer. In 2 Chronicles 5, there is a curious fact given about Solomon's temple. I want to share that with you today in daily devotion. All this week as we discuss prayer, I've searched for a metaphor that might suggest something to us, and I think I found it. In 2 Chronicles 5, verse 9, we read that the poles used to carry the Ark of the Covenant. They extended beyond the holiest of holies into the holy place. Those poles to me seem like handles. Handles to heaven. For we have been given a manner in which to pray that does not depend upon geography. It's not based on our physical position, our condition, 
but on something that never changes. Regardless of where we are, we have access to the handles of heaven. Solomon, the son of David, points us to the way that there is a son of David coming, not a how, it's a who, that through his name, you and I can lay hold on eternal life. Through his name, we have access into the holiest of holies, the name of Jesus Christ. At times in our lives, we must touch the heavens. Nothing else will do. No guidance counselor, no wise words, no pithy quotes or sayings. We've got to hear from God. We have to touch the heavens. Horoscopes won't do. Ouija boards won't do. If it was written in the stars, it's in hieroglyphics and life doesn't make sense and life frustrates us on every hand. There is a certain recklessness that leads people from one false cure to the next. They've checked out every mirage on the horizon. They've drunk from every well of so-called earthly wisdom. They've tried anything and everything, but there remains a misery until we hear from the heavens. God, you created me. Only you can recreate me. Lord, you formed me. Only you can transform me. You can stumble into one mosque or temple after another. You can stumble into every bookstore and every pop psychology self-help center You've heard all of the whistle your cares away. Don't worry, be happy messages you can stand. You've had your ears tickled while your heart is bleeding. And you finally determine, I must, I must touch the heavens. This is the good news I bring you today on Daily Devotion. Heaven's open for business. Heaven is accessible. Even before the veil was ripped in twain by Christ's death at Calvary, Solomon said, let the poles of the glory of God extend into the holy place. But Solomon, no, you've cared so much about the design. It will ruin the design. The king smiled and said, the handles available outside of the holiest of holies. It is by design. The horns of the brazen altar were grasped by those who needed mercy, but the handles of the ark could be grasped by those who entertained the presence of the Lord and needed answers, answers for the problems that we face. When heaven answers, problems are solved. When heaven answers, strength to endure is gained. When heaven comes on the scene, enemies are scattered and confusion is vanquished and misery and sickness and pain are lost in the presence of God. So Solomon built God a temple. What was the purpose of this temple? For the name of God. God said of Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen for myself to put my name there. And of course, Solomon built the temple in Jerusalem. Several times when Solomon prayed to dedicate this temple, he said, this is where God has put his name. When Solomon placed the emblem of God's presence in the holiest of holies, he left the handles to it extended outward beyond the veil. The ark could not be seen, but the handles could be grasped. To this day, the word handle is often a synonym for name. 
God's presence comes with handles attached. If you know his name, you can lay hold upon the heavens because that's how heaven is reached. That's how it becomes accessible. It's not a how, it's a who. That heaven is reached through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me fast forward to Jerusalem, an upper room. The Last Supper has been shared. Judas has left. And now the Lord speaks his final words to his 11 followers, and he repeats himself over and over. It's like he wants to make certain they get it. It's in the book of John in the 14th chapter, I will do whatever you ask in my name. The next verse, you may ask for anything in my name, and I will do it. The next chapter, the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. The next chapter, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. The same chapter, until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive. One more verse, chapter 16, verse 26. In that day, you will ask in my name. Jesus is telling us, you're not going to see me. I will be beyond the veil. But don't forget, there's some handles. You can pray in my name. What does it mean to pray in the name of Jesus? Two dimensions, just as there were two handles. First of all, we literally call on the name of Jesus. We say his name. We speak it. Why? Because Jesus is the highest name. There is power in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Angels bow, demons flee, the whole world comes to a standstill. Acts 4.12, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. No other name, no other name. A man was walking through the city streets in London, convinced that he was a sinner and that there was no hope. He happened upon a group of people surrounding a blind man who was reading from a Bible printed in Braille. He had lost his place. He kept repeating the last phrase while his fingers searched for the place he had left off. The last phrase, no other name, no other name, no other name. People were laughing, but one man turned away. He could not get his mind off what the blind man was saying, no other name. And late that night, it dawned on him. I've been trying to be saved by my own goodness, by my works, by my doing this and that, by my name. But there is no other name, no other name, no other name by which I must be saved. Some great names in men's history, Alexander, Caesar, Napoleon, Muhammad, MacArthur, but these names all pass away. There's only one name that would just not fade away. It's the name of Jesus, who is the one who made the blind to see nobody, nobody but Jesus. Who's the one that told Lazarus, get up, get up, nobody but Jesus. That's the first handle, is to speak his name. The second handle is more important and less practice. The second handle is to pray in his authority, and in his stead. That when you step up and say, I command this situation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of heaven stands behind that name. How can we do this? Because Paul said we are crucified with Christ. We live, yet it's not us, but Christ who lives within us. That we speak on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
that we bind and loose in heaven and earth. Now, you'd better make sure that when you use that name, the handle is attached to the ark, that you are connected to the vine, that you have a relationship with the Lord. I could take the time today to show you that everything in the ark, Jesus Christ is today and so much more. He is our mercy seat, the propitiation for our sins. His blood was shed on that mercy seat to give us forgiveness. He is the manna, the true bread from heaven. He is the resurrection power of Aaron's rod. He fulfilled the law. He's the word of God incarnate. Those handles, it's how you and I approach God through speaking his name and through speaking through his name into situations. I can find only two reasons given in commentary for the handles of the Ark of the Covenant to extend beyond the veil. First, the visible handles revealed that the invisible Ark was still there. So long as the handles remain, you could know God's presence was still behind the veil. Second, when the high priest needed to make his trip into the holiest of all, he clung to the handles. The handles would lead him to the blood. The handles would lead him to the mercy seat. The handles would lead him into the presence of God. When you open your mouth and call on that name and you let the name of Jesus reverberate and you let it sound clear and strong, you are accessing the handles of heaven. On one hand, when you say his name, that's one handle. And the other handle, when you pray in Christ's authority, as Peter and John said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's the power and the authority of not only knowing that name, but knowing how to access heaven and call Christ alive into each and every situation. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.